0: Yesterday, Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fanboy Comics Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Clay, and it is super late. I am recording this at 2 a.m. on Saturday. Of course, that is the day that this is going to be dropping. And there's, there's a lot, people. There is absolutely a lot that I am going into right now. And... I just want to say, thank all of you for listening to this podcast. Um, it has been a long 2020. This is the first episode of the year, the first episode of season four, and also episode number 100. It is super exciting to know that I made it this far, and it's because of you guys, um, And for the, you know, the love of manga that I have gained through the, you know, year 2020. You know, that was really big. That was a really big positive in the year 2020. And there's a lot of announcements that I'm going to be making right now. Um, So again, I can't say this enough. Thank you for listening. Uh, If it wasn't for the, the, the 20 of you guys that listened to this, I really wouldn't be doing this. But I do have a lot planned. Um, It's kind of ambitious to have almost 100 episodes in one year, and I kind of want to keep on it. So I'm going to have three separate episodes every single week. Of course, we will get the same old uh, Shonen Jump Saturdays that I will be dropping every Saturday, um, as well as... I did ask around in the manga chat uh, that I am a part of, um, you know, what 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 series are not too long that I could really get into um, that I could review for volumes? Because we did do volumes of, of uh, Black Clover. I did enjoy that. Uh, I, I want to go back to it. But I almost want to go, like, it's crazy to think about. But I almost want to go back to it when it's finished. And I'm not sure if that's going to be anytime soon. But uh, what I'm going to do is I have three books that I'm going to be reading throughout the year 2021. Um, And they are going to be rotating every single week. The first one being Demon Slayer. The second being The Promised Neverland. And the third being Food Wars. Food Wars was one that I've kind of always wanted to get into just because I'm a fatty. I love food. And I'm very intrigued at the fact that they have recipes at the end of the volumes. So I might be putting up some bonus content maybe on my Twitter or Instagram um, of showing of like me actually making uh, those recipes at the end of those volumes. So there's going to be that. Those Volume reviews will be dropping on Wednesdays. And then, of course, because I am jumping way big into the medium of digital reading, especially here on, you know, the the manga stuff, because I I read the Shonen Jump app. I'm also going to be dropping every Friday, digital first Fridays. So majority of this will be DC. Excuse me. Unless there is like a really big title coming from Marvel or a indie comic that I'm really enjoying, that will all be um, basically the DC titles. Um, Batman Gotham Knights, um, Challenge of the Super Sons, um, Man of Tomorrow, those books. I'm pretty sure I'm also going to jump on the Wonder Woman one, as well as there's There's one that's like basically going to be an anthology of like random heroes. I might jump on that one as well, but that will drop every Friday. So we will get episodes, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturday, and then everything else because I record so many different shows is all with that. This is going to be, keep me as occupied as possible, uh, or as fully occupied as possible. Just because I, I want to keep myself enthralled in the medium of podcasting and audio. If you haven't heard on my Batman News Weekly podcast with uh, Juice, from Juice from Juice from the Box, uh, the React channel that he has, uh, Juice Reacts and everything else. But uh, I want to find a career in dealing with audio engineering. Um, I really love the medium and I would like to move forward with that. So I want to have as much, I guess, practice and background in podcasting and dealing with audio as possible. So a couple months ago, I dropped a uh, Nightwing audio drama. I think it was like only a a minute and a few seconds long or two minutes, I think max three minutes, I'm not entirely sure. But um, that is my starting point. Um, I think at the end of 2021, I will attempt that again, with better skills. I'm, I applied to school, for the art institute. I'm also looking into master classes. I'm seeing what will be my best option to do all this stuff. I'm very very excited to do it. It's just you know making those first steps. I was always afraid to take those first steps, because. Of How tied down I feel with the current job that I have it is very soul-sucking. I'm not very happy with it but I know that if I let that just control my life, I would never be able to do this So I'm just saying fuck it and I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway, and hopefully you know with some sort of push maybe I could get an internship or just a straight-up job who knows? It's it's something that I'm like I keep repeating myself like this entire time that I'm very, very enthralled with. Um, and it's been very, very fun. Of course, I have five freaking podcasts, so um yeah. But let's go ahead and jump into the books that we will be talking about today. Of course, we are gonna be talking about Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Ayakashi Triangle, My Hero Academia, Phantom Seer, Kaiju Number Eight and Dragon Ball Super. So let's go ahead and jump into the first book, which will be Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin, Chapter 22. All right, so Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin, Chapter 22. Of course, we are starting off exactly where we left off in Chapter 21, being that uh, Shimajima, and Orphis and Chaco are now going to be living in this giant suite. Now, of course, the guy uh, that is there that was taking care of it uh, I don't know exactly what you can call him caretaker, whatever um, he clearly doesn't want these guys to be living there. And he kind of sees Orphis and Shimajima and Chaco as idiots um, somebody that you know, their pushovers and whatnot, but, uh, you know, he sees, uh, his son, and I can't remember, uh, Shun is his son's name, and, you know, they play this trick on Orpheus, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Chaco hit me, but it's no big deal, blah, blah, but, you know, of course, uh, this, this caretaker for the house, is like, no, 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 you don't understand Orpheus, I said, you need to apologize, you need to beg, you need to, you know, grovel at my feet, and Orphus kneels down, and he's ready, he's about to apologize, and Shima Jima just comes out of nowhere, he's, like, all roughed up, he's scratched, scarred, whatever, he has Chaco in his hands, and she's also kind of beat up, she's acting like She's, like, knocked out and everything. It's hilarious. Uh, just, like, this, like, pose that they're pulling. Of course, you totally know that this is what they were planning at the very end of the last uh, chapter. Because he's like, you know, it. we have to get them back for what they did. And it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and these these caretakers, with uh, this caretaker and his son are, like what like what's going on how are they here w- like w- what did they what w- what do we do what do we do and so they're kind of freaking out and like Orphis is freaking out he's like oh no chaco chaco please like can you hear me like what's wrong and uh you know shima Jima is like oh well shun beat chaco nearly half like half to death and they're like oh you're lying and it, and, and they play this little joke you know like Oh, I can tell by the fact that your drawing style on your face has changed, that you're lying. You know, and Jim, I know you're listening. I will say this. The humor doesn't always hit. The humor doesn't always hit, but like, like here, the whole, the whole thing with like the, the, the art style, I I don't really like it when they hit the fourth wall. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It didn't work here all that well. But, you know, the whole thing where he comes out, you know, completely dirty and beat up like that was just golden. I think that that was that played off very, very well, just because you knew that they were going to attempt to get the get back at these guys. And so, you know, they come up with this story that Sean beat the crap out of Chaco. And, you know, the caretaker is like, oh, man, this is this is not, you know. Going in my favor. Um, let's execute plan B. Um, hey, look, that tree looks like a pile of poo. And <laughs> so everybody looks at this tree. They run off. Orpheus is like, wait, which tree looks like poop? And then Chaco's like, I think it's that one. And then Orpheus is like, wait, Chaco, you're okay. Like <laughs> and I think it's so cute. Because <laughs> I think it's so cute because chaco's attention span is so short like the fact that she was supposed to be acting like she's completely knocked out but then like somebody says oh that tree looks like poop and she's like huh what i i gotta see this it's so what a child would do and i actually appreciate it i really really do she's adorable and, you know, Orphus freaks out again, like, I can't believe you're okay, thank God. You know, Shima is trying to keep everybody like, like hey, we, we got to focus on these guys, we have to get after them. And this guy is looking for his ledger. Um, he kept all of his expenses, you know, everything that had happened in that house, in that giant suite, he kept it there. And so Shun and Chaco end up playing this game um, as, like, some sort of bet, it's like, okay, well, if I win, you know, you leave, or whatever, yeah, just really, like, I'm, I'm not exactly, um, says, uh, plan B was finding a game to encourage the children to play together and make up, you know, that's, that's what it was, and so it turns into this fact that, like, oh, well, I did find your ledger, you know, Shima Jima shows it to him, shows that it's basically he's been embezzling money and so uh, you know this guy thinks that you know Shimojima and Orphus are asking him to apologize and Shimojima's like no like I don't give a shit about me and Orphis, like you were you, you did wrong to Chaco so you need to apologize to her and everybody is like super like are you freaking kidding me? Like, you want us to apologize to the child? And like even Orpheus is like, oh my god, this guy. Like, for, for real. Like, he he is he is such a good guy to Chako. And so Shun breaks. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Chaco's like, Oh, it's fine. Let's let's go let's go play on the slide. And so Shun and his father follow Chaco to the slide. Which is the trap door to send them to the secret basement. And she has like this dead stare. And they're like, oh crap, we're going to be stuck here forever. But it ends with like this very intriguing thing. There's like a boat. There is somebody that is known as the captain. And we will get to know these guys next chapter. They have a little bit of a past with Orphus. And I'm really excited to learn about them. Apparently, apparently, the captain has had some other type of past, maybe a relationship uh, with Orphus. So that'll be fun to look into. Um, This this book continues just just like be a really like fun part of my week. Um, I know that almost every week I read this, I can laugh. I can have fun with it. Um, and if you can't notice, I may be a little echoey. Um, I'm in my brand new apartment, so I am no longer living with my parents. I can be as loud as I want, but I am slowly trying to attempt to make this soundproof. And I will be honest, soundproofing stuff is a lot more expensive than it would seem, you know? So I just told my wife, I just need to Put more crap in here so that way there's like less of a distance uh, for my voice to be bouncing off things. But with that, let's go ahead and jump into Ayakashi Triangle number 24. Yeah, so let's jump right into that. Chapter 22. So here, this chapter, we don't really do much in this chapter. You know, we, we do know that now... Um, Suzu is in training to be the Ayakashi king, and she's kind of, like, officially, unofficially been, you know, the Ayakashi king now. Um, Matsuri is, you know, a girl, again. And, you know, here, this, we, we get a small recap of, like, everybody. We see Matsuri. We see Soga, we see Lucy and Yayoi, um, and of course, uh, Shirogan and Suzu, everybody's in here, and I almost forgot about Lucy and Yayoi, um, I kind of hope we get more episodes that are kind of centered around Suzu and her friends, Lucy and Yayoi, just because they were really fun parts of, like, the chapters early on, um... You know, when we were first learning about the Ayakashis and things like that. But a uh, speaking of an Ayakashi, um, one of the Ayakashis actually come uh, meet Suzu. I think they're in some sort of like t- detention or something. It's after class or like I, I'm not exactly sure what this is. But Suzu is having to stay after to catch up on some schoolwork. But Ayakashi actually like confronts her and is like, hey, I really need your help. And as Ayakashi King, you need to help me. Um, Shirogan is there to explain this as well. Uh, and so Suzu uses her technique, the Amokage, which of course uh, separates herself. She has an actual uh, Ayakashi uh, medium ghost type thing going on here. And I absolutely love the panels when they do this. But uh, we see uh, Soga and Matsuri talking. And this is where, like, like it's really weird to hear... They're going back and forth, and they're not really talking about much. But Matsuri is basically telling Soga, like, hey, I'm in love with Suzu. And Soga's kind of, like, taking it, like, kind of nervously... Um, which is really weird. So, it's just a weird character overall. I think more so just because he's the emo kid. Like, that's just legitimately who he is. But, uh, Suzu is attempting to help this Ayakashi. Um, his beans are, you know, missing. And Yayoi sees him, or sees, um, Suzu. You know, she can't see other, um, Ayakashis. Because, of course, only, you know, the, the... The main characters can only see the Ayakashis. But it's so funny because the way the medium works, the uh, Omokage medium spe- like special ability works with Suzu is like if she interacts too harshly um, with somebody, like too intensely, it actually affects her real body. So you can kind of see that here. And excuse me. I have the burps that's gross but uh you know we go back to soga and matsuri and soga's like okay there's no need to apologize you know you're, you're good you can go after matsuri if you want to or sorry you need you can go after suzu if you want to um and like soga is like also having this like weird like tension like sexual tension towards matsuri because he's now a girl and it gets kind of awkward, but it gets really funny at this point. So, you know, um, they they continue to talk. And Soga, of course, is really into this whole ninja thing um, and being an exorcist. And so, like, he says, like, if you're not confident, uh, work on improving yourself. Your physical body doesn't matter. Aim to be the one who is the most suitable for uh, Suzu Kanade. And it's more so because Matsuri was also saying like, oh, well, you know, I'm a girl right now and I think she would like me more as a guy. And, you know, Soga is trying to be helpful because they are rivals, but they, you know, are friends at the same time, um, which I do. And like, I, I, I do like that relationship. I do like that friendship. But uh, Soga's um, companion, I keep forgetting his name, uh, Ponosuke Pono. Um, He's the one that stole the beans (laughs) and he freaks out. He drops all the beans um, and everybody starts to like, like it's the old school cartoon type of thing where they're like um, slipping on them and stuff. So they end up falling and Suzu um, turns around, sees them on the ground. Um, And of course, this is where the spiciness occurs of the art um matsuri's skirt is all the way up you can see her ass and you know her boobs are in sogu's face he is like super like oh my god suzu freaks out because of course she has feelings for matsuri she's seeing this take place and it's so funny. We all made jokes about this in my manga chat. Like <laughs> Susu, like freaks out so much that she, <laughs> she's, her dialogue is circle X square triangle, and I'm just like, oh my god, she's she's so fluttered. All she could speak is PlayStation, and it got a good laugh out of everybody in the manga chat. It was super hilarious. But she is wanting to say. What are you doing? But the Omokage ability, like, she loses focus. So she's back in her normal body. She yells, What are you doing? And the teacher is like, I'm doing the review lesson. Are you even like paying attention type of thing? And so like she needs to settle down. And um, you know, the it at it's at this point, it's the end of the chapter. This Ayakashi is so glad that Suzu was able to help with his beans. He's happy and he's really, you know, looking forward for this new Ayakashi king to help the rest of the Ayakashis whenever they need it. So, um, you know, this is just a throwaway, you know, chapter. But it was fun. It was silly. And, you know, I, I do want to know, like, what comes next. You know, because the really big thing was learning about... Matsuri's transformation. Next was the, uh, oh my gosh, what were they called? Um, the, the, the Genos or or the, the Ayakashis that evolved. I can't remember their names off the top of my head, but you know, they, you know, were the next big thing. Now I want to know what is next. Of course, I think it'll really revolve more around Suzu being the Ayakashi king. But I, I, I just want to know who is the next big bad. And, you know, I I really love the art that comes from Ayakashi king or Ayakashi triangle. Um, it's, it's excellent art. I absolutely love it. But let's go ahead and jump into... Chapter 293 of My Hero Academia, um, this, you know, I feel like this week, and and I forgot to tell you guys, I am three weeks behind on everything, so we will be playing a little bit of catch-up, which is totally fine, I'm not doing, like, extra chapters tonight, because like I said, it's already, like, 2 a.m., um, but the next episode, I will be playing a little bit more of a catch up, probably doing two chapters of each thing. Um, and then the chapter or the episode after that, I will do two uh, chapters as well. And then we will be fully caught up. But um, let's go ahead and jump into My Hero Academia Chapter 293 right now. All right, guys. And this is why I am not allowed to. To record so late at night. Now, a little before wall breaking, I sometimes takes break. I sometimes take breaks in between reviewing these books. I'll look at TikTok. I'll look at Twitter. Blah blah blah. blah and I will go down, and I will spiral. When I started this uh, podcast, it was only two o'clock. It is now almost four o'clock because I cannot get my stupid ass ADHD brain to focus on the podcast. Anyway, let's try to run through this. We have one, two, three, four different books to talk about. We are going to be talking about My Hero Academia right now, chapter 293. And honestly, not too much happens in this book. Um, in this chapter in particular, we do get a uh we do get an appearance of eerie we do get the explanation of how lemillion got his powers back how he got his quirk back it is in fact eerie um she has been training now i do admit i wanted something more of this like i actually wanted to see probably more of her training and i know that may be a little too much to ask but I don't know, like it 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 was good, it was something that I really wanted, but I I think I I think it would have been better if I would have seen her actually train. Now, Lemillion, of course, is in the midst of everybody else fighting in this huge war, and he does get saved by freaking Bakugo. And I love Bakugo's appearance here because Um, he actually tells Genest like, Hey, I finally have my name, but I wanted to wait until a big reveal until you could hear it. Because if you remember when they were first doing the, um, what do they call them? Mentorships? The, the, uh, uh, what were they called? They were called hero, hero, maybe in mentorships. I can't remember the exact terminology, but Bakugo was forced into Genus's uh, agency. And, you know, they talked about their name and, and what it means to them and how it, you know, comes off to with other people. And Bakugo says, he says, uh, uh, and there is a flashback to that one time. And Genus says, Your alias uh, represents your desires, but you are still naive to the ways of the world. Once you've earned your uh, provisional license in your second year, return to me and on that day, tell me your chosen name. And he goes, starting today, I am the Great Explosion Murder God Dynamite. I love Bakugo. I absolutely love him. He, He... I... He is my demon flame child. I'm I'm just, I, I say it every single time, and I love him. I absolutely love him. Genus is calling him childish. Uh, Ida, it, you know, explains that it's a little bit of a mouthful. And Lamillion just laughs at it. And he does have a quote from Night Eye. Um, he says, a world without smiles and humor has no bright future. He says, no offense intended. Uh, that's just my motto, because Bakugo does, like, hear him laugh. And uh, we get some intense moments with uh, Dabi, with uh, Taroki, and Endeavor. Um, we see Deku using a little bit of Froppy style with his black whip, and using it almost as, like, an extension of his tongue, which is really, really neat and, you know, uh, very cool. In just like quick thinking. So I do appreciate that. And we do see that the um, sleeping agent that some of the uh, My Hero Academia children uh, from uh, uh, Academia I Oh my gosh, I can't even remember the name of the school. I've been reading this for that long. Um, A lot of the kids had actually, you know, tired down Machia and now he's out for the count. So... I'm excited to read the rest of this. Uh, I've been reading it one at a time. I don't know exactly what's going to be happening. Like I said, we are two uh, chapters behind. After today, though, is the very next day, Sunday, we will be three chapters behind. Um, I will do two chapters next Saturday and, you know, one or possibly two chapters the next. So that way we are completely... um, finished with catching up so let's go ahead and jump into phantom seer which is quickly becoming one of my favorite mangas the art is beautiful the story is suspenseful it's good and it's somehow making me enjoy horror but let's go ahead and jump into that right now you know the worst part about me staying up this late Not only is my body completely shutting down, you know, which is really counteracting with the energy drink that I'm drinking, but like I'm way out here in the middle of nowhere in my new apartment and there's no hills, there's no buildings or anything. We're not in the city. We're out in the country. So like all of the cedar and mold and all the stuff that's in the air is really attacking me hard as far as the allergies go and like I can literally feel I feel <laughs> I can literally feel the gunk just like in my eyes and them like slowly sealing shut it's absolutely disgusting but Phantom seer chapter 15 we were introduced to this new character uh, Sumoji sumo Samuji, so that's how I I remember looking into how to pronounce it. Samuji so is this new character. She is like half phantom. It's a really really crazy. Um and like she is able to freaking is this chapter? Am I on chapter 15? Oh no. Or was chapter It is chapter 15. It is chapter 15 because we did chapter 14 last time. Yeah. So we actually see her change into the half demon or half phantom and she looks crazy. She has like the raccoon eyes. Her hair gets a little bit frizzy. She has a giant tail with like a huge scythe at the end. It looks absolutely insane. The title card for the chapter looks awesome. Like I absolutely love this art. I, I honestly do. And uh Riku Abetsu, she's actually there and she is able to help um Ayori, you know, in, in the midst of uh uh sum, uh oh my gosh, Sumuji Um, you know, attacking him. But, you know, she quickly starts to realize like, hey, I, I really do want to help you guys find out, like, how I'm like this. So, they end up going to this clinic. Um, Abetsu goes in as, like, a decoy. She didn't know she was a decoy. Iori actually used his, like, shadow power to sneak in uh, basically invisible. And she's like, are you freaking kidding me? I didn't even have to, like, freaking go in there. You could have just done that. And, um, you know, uh, Samuji actually... You know, tells them like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, the physical that I had was actually from uh, the the clinic, the, the what do they call him? They call him a, a teacher, a nurse, um, but his name is uh, Kanzaki, Kanzaki sensei. And you do see near the end that he does, in fact, have something to do with phantoms. Um, so that is very exciting. And I think I me I might be okay with uh Sumuji being a part of the team. Like I absolutely love her. Um she has crazy ex-girlfriend type vibes, um, which I don't know why I love that. Um maybe because it's the complete opposite of Ayori, maybe. Um, she loves Ayori for some reason. And I just love her character design whenever it comes to, like, the half phantom. So maybe they won't fix her and, you know, she can be part of the team. I'm not entirely sure, but I like it. So um, really, really fun book. Um, I'm kind of upset that I'm not, like, 100%, like, on top of, like, when these books are being released in the volumes as far as, like, in japan overseas and then when it comes into america because there's some of these books that we have been following since chapter one and i just want to own them physically i absolutely do um luke hollywood if you're listening um let me know where you can find that because i would definitely um keep you know those uh, maybe some new you know maybe you know add some news at the beginning of these things i'm not entirely sure but you know luke hollywood if any of you guys know um, Hero Notes. Go check out that podcast. It's all about My Hero Academia. Um, really great with Luke Hollywood and Batman Beyond. Mark. Um, they 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 are awesome awesome people. Um, even though <laughs> even though Mark has some very hot takes about some of my favorite chapters in My Hero Academia, um, and he absolutely loves vigilantes, which I do too. Mark, I do. I really really do. Um, but uh, go check them out, but Luke Hollywood, he is like the number one guy to go to whenever it comes to manga and all of their, you know, uh, stats and and what what's, the, you know, hot off the press, what you should be reading, what you shouldn't be reading. And you know, there's also, uh, I didn't know this. I think I saw it on TikTok. There was like a like a one minute clip of what I think was a musical number. For Attack on Titan. And apparently that's something that actually happens with a lot of these animes or, or mangas. They turn into a play a playwright in a, uh, uh, a musical. Which is really crazy to think about. But I can't see Phantom Seer being one of those. But who knows? Um, let's go ahead and... Um, ooh, Kaiju number 8. Chapter uh, 19. This was a fun one. Uh, this, so... Well, you know what? Let's just jump into it. Kaiju number eight, chapter 19. Now, um, we open this up with uh, Kikaru, and of course, um, oh my gosh, I remembered all the names, and I didn't freaking, um, Kafka, oh my gosh, yes. So, Kikaru and Kafka, um, of course, hear over their radios that Hyaru and Reno are in trouble, and so, you know, Kafka runs in and turns into the freaking kaiju and goes to attack the freaking, um, you know, this is, this is afterward. This, uh, I, yeah, cause we already talked about how he already attacked everybody. Uh, well he, not everybody, sorry. He attacked the humanoid, um, kaiju. Now... Um Everybody on the force is going after um, freaking Kafka as Kaiju number eight, and he has to get away from them. Now he is um, cut off by... Uh, oh hold on, excuse me, sorry, that's gross by uh, Shoshido, who is uh, the B captain. Of course, he was the one that was talking to Kafka before all of this even started about how, you know, maybe he shouldn't be a part of the force. He needs to understand where he is and, you know, how hard he would really need to work to even be a part of the team and all of this stuff. You know, Um, he is a complete badass. Um, He was not just all talk. Um, He deals with he deals with swords. Now, of course, um, Kafka's childhood friend, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. She's the A captain. She is the leader. Um, We've seen her be a complete badass with very, 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 very large guns. And it looks like uh, Soshiro is like a really awesome hand-to-hand combatant. And it's so weird because he he actually, like, his eye looks like a freaking spiral. It just reminds me of something from freaking uh, Naruto. But, like, he actually uh, is super, super fast. And Kafka is having uh, a really hard time uh, getting away from him. But that fight will continue in Chapter 20. Um, I have read a little bit of that one, but I wanted to stop so that way I can be fresh um, with the next episode. The ending panel on this, on chapter 19, with Shishadu, he unleashes combat power 92%, and he just looks like a badass. If, if any of these, you know, books that we're reading right now, any of these mangas be- become an anime, of course, I would want a hard-boiled cop and dolphin um, to be an anime, but I would 100% want Kaiju number eight to be either um, a anime that, you know, is ongoing, or maybe if they even did a trilogy of movies or even a series on Netflix, you know, not just your average, just an anime that's on Crunchyroll, um, I would love it, I would absolutely love it, this, I love the art here, um, Kafka's Kaiju is always, you know, just awesome to look at, and these characters I love their development. You know, it's it's something to really be happy about um, just because, you know, we are 20 chapters in and I am not feeling like this is slowing down whatsoever. You know, it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going. And I think that's very, very good for this kind of manga. So last book, finally, it is almost about 415 I seriously need to go to bed, um, so let's go ahead and jump into Dragon Ball Super Chapter 67. All right, so Dragon Ball Super Chapter 67, happy endings, and then dot, dot, dot. Now of course this is a very stereotypical ending to, you know, the big bad, you know, finally dying or being destroyed or whatever. you know, Goku can barely stand, everybody's, you know, screaming for joy, blah, blah. Um, Vegeta is very upset at, you know, who in the hell, you know, gave him uh, that last piece of energy. We, of course, know that it was from Oob, and the uh, the Great Lord of Lords was the one that helped Ube, um give the energy to Vegeta, who transferred it to Goku to become Ultra Instinct in the last fight. Um, You know, and we just get a whole montage of everybody celebrating, having fun. Um, Goku actually is able to get the child, the Namekian child, um, from New Namek. Um, He is able to find the Dragon Balls, and he actually wishes all the Namekians back to life, and everybody who had died. From the hands of Maru. So I think that was really, really cool. Goku, actually, Goku, Vegeta, and Boo actually um, are a part of a ceremony um, with the Galactic Patrol, you know, just celebrating that they, uh, with their victory. And lo and behold, freaking Miris shows up out of nowhere. He is not dead. Um, actually, um,. Uh, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting the little one's name. He's, uh, he's, uh, oh man, he is, um, 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 um. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, um, um, uh, that is his, um, oh, friggin' a frack. I forgot their names, who is, uh, um, crap, who, who, the, the, oh, this is gonna bother me, um, the, it, the king, the, the king of the galaxy, or the universes, of the multiple universes, um, I forgot his name, and, like, Goku calls him, like, something that Beerus is actually kind of upset about, um, hmm. I, and they don't even say it here. How can they not say it here? Um, hold on, hold on. I know. Uh, crap. Um, I am going, I, I am just acting like, um,. I can't believe I forgot their names. Um, yeah, I forgot that. But yeah, the the very small dude that can that is literally the king of every single universe. Um, you know, he decided that Mirus is actually not gonna die. He actually. Was granted the life of a mortal, so he probably doesn't have all of his powers, just all of his old strength, which I think would be pretty cool. Um, so you get a really cool like little picture with Vegeta, Goku, Mirus, uh, Jaku, and Boo with all of the Galactic Patrol, and you know they end the series basically uh, with the Galactic Patrol learning about. Uh, seven three, and how he was actually like this, like huge badass with regenerative powers, and basically they're making him the next cell. Like, that is, excuse me, that is what I get from it. And I we get this new character who is after seven three, and he looks like a chrono trigger character. To be completely honest. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, if they do a stereotypical, like, Cell-esque villain, I think I would get kind of bored from it, but who knows? I was really disappointed by the Moro ending. Um, I feel like it was kind of just like a very cheap, like, hey, this is what Dragon Ball Super is all about, you know? It's a very stereotypical c- kind of stuff, but it is what it is. But with that, guys, thank you so much um, for listening to me rant. Um, This this episode is going to be less than an hour, but I have been at it for like two and a half, which is absolutely stupid. I hate that I'm so freaking distracted by every single thing in front of me. But thank you so much. I have so much to look forward to in 2021. And I am really looking forward to having an amazing 2021 with you guys. Now, as far as podcasting, because everything else I have no expectations on. So thank you so much. And I will see you guys on Wednesday.「拠実を切り裂いて